Okay, well, uh, Andrea and Maria, it is so great to connect with you. I saw some of your material on Twitter and I was so excited to learn a little bit more about how you've been using VR in the classroom. Um, can you start out by sharing a little bit about who you are and what you do? Uh, sure, I'll start. Um, I'm Maria Galanis. I'm uh, one of the instructional coaches at Shepherd Middle School. Um, I've been there for since the beginning of my, my teaching career, my, my job has kind of evolved throughout the years. I started out as a tech coordinator and hmm. um, it went to like tech coach and now it's called an eye coach, which is instructional coach which, hmm. with um, uh, a focus on innovation and learning. So Andrea and I have had the pleasure of working together since I started. She's been there a couple years, I think even more longer than I have. So. Cool. Love what I do, and I love working with Andrea and um, and our Learning Commons team. Great. And uh, Andrea? Yeah, so I'm Andrea Trudeau, and yeah, uh, Maria and I have been working together forever. My teaching career can now vote, and it's getting close to being able to drink. <laughs> 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 so I started out in the lab, just like Maria, and we worked under this amazing teacher, computer teacher, that really inspired us to always just kind of explore and he would have us design a project and i think that's kind of at the heart of what we do now it's funny how we're kind of like coming full circle yeah. so i did that for a year i've had i think it was like 16 years of classroom experience teaching eighth grade language arts eighth grade social studies seventh grade language arts i'm sorry seventh grade social studies and then i went back to school to become a librarian and i absolutely love it um i'm in a school where I can work with these amazing coaches. The teachers are really fabulous. There's a lot of dreamers that I can reach out to. Mm -hmm. And I get to do all kinds of crazy things. It's not a traditional library. And um, I really get to learn a lot and kind of dabble in all sorts of subjects. Oh, very cool. And I love working with Maria. <laughs> great. Well, you guys seem like the dynamic duo, a good, a good team, and that always makes for great learning because you're both kind of spurring each other on, I'm sure, um, sharing ideas. That's a good thing. I, I, this girl like from the very beginning and like uh, I, like she said I feel like it's just so fun like that we're actually like you know able to collaborate together we used to always work together in different ways but this time you know now in our in our careers it's, it's a little different and okay. I want to add one little thing about <laughs> that's perfect a little person Actually, I'm, I'm waiting to see if my daughter comes in through right behind my green screen here. We'll see if that happens, <laughs> but no worries. Um, I'm sorry, I was just gonna add that um, Andrea and I are so fortunate to work in a district. Oh, there you guys go. <laughs> You're famous. This is Gia. Gia, can you, I'll be done in a few minutes. Hi, Gia. Say hi. Hi, hi. <laughs> Do you, do you want to show it? Yeah, what happened on your forehead, Gia? What happened on your forehead? Oh, that, that would be Leo crying in the background. <laughs> that's okay. If you need to if you need to go for a few minutes, that's totally fine. Family. Oh, you're good. You got such a lovely family. I love it. I love it. Actually, I was doing I was doing an interview a few days ago, and I I had my my daughter come in and made a guest appearance. So, anyway, that's uh, that that's very common in these things. Very common. <laughs> okay, so so before we before we got distracted, um, you were sharing a little bit. I, I just I, I think we're Andrew and I are so fortunate not only to work in 
school district that uh, encourages innovation. We have like the upper leadership as far as our like superintendents and they are always like just risk takers and I feel like it mm. has a huge part in how innovative we get to be with our staff and our students and mm. we have an amazing principal who the same is always like listening to our thoughts and open to like our like ideas so that mm. really helps in our journey with all this stuff. Yeah, that is so cool. A supportive ad administration is so important. Um, so with, uh, with kind of talking a little bit about uh, VR in the classroom, um, can I have uh, Maria or Andrea, either one of you guys can chime in. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like for you and uh, whether it's in the classroom or we mentioned a little bit earlier that there's actually a library setting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, so we kind of started our journey last spring and it was kind of by accident. There was um, some foreign language teachers that were looking to kind of like incorporate some technology and I was kind of poking around. Maria actually was on maternity leave, so I was kind of holding down the fort and I found this app called RYOT that had all these amazing interactive videos and hmm. what was originally meant for world language turned into something that actually fit really well into our seventh grade social studies curriculum. So I approached this amazing seventh grade teacher, Tom Samoran, who does all this really innovative work, create like personalized learning kind of work. Hmm. And I showed him and, I, and we had um, 13 Google Cardboards. That's what we had at the time. That was our high tech VR. Awesome. So I showed him and I'm like, look at this. If we just get some kids to bring some phones in and we're fortunate that we're in a community where kids, most kids have an iPhone. Mm -hmm. I said, if we can get the kids to install this app, like they get to go on this beachside as these Syrian refugees are, are landing on the shore and they can look around and they can hear it. And it's so amazing. Cool. So he went with it. And so he ended up being one of our big dreamers, our early adopters. And mm -hmm. in our school, when you get a couple people going, it spreads like wildfire. So by the fall, I worked with the PTO and I got um, 30 Viewmaster VR sets. And then we had, you know, the it, we kind of took it up to um, Google Expeditions because we found out Google Expeditions was then available. So Maria really spearheaded the Google Expeditions piece. And since then, it's just kind of exploded. It's been very much in the classroom as kind of like a intro to something or a little supplement to a lesson. Hmm. Um, it's been, you know, video, it's been the Google Expeditions. And then we've kind of kicked it up with HTC Vive. So it's really been mm. evolving into really exciting places. Mm. Maria, I know you'll want to add more about post spaces too, probably. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, everything Andrea said. Um, and then uh, in the beginning of this school year with the Google Expeditions, um, we, we, were, we knew how it worked, but we weren't really sure. So we had like our networking people like figure out how to make it work within our wireless infrastructure. Okay. And once we got that little hiccup, because it, I, we didn't realize that you had to like go through a, a few little hoops to oh, get right. it working. Do you, you probably? Yeah. See, <laughs> I definitely understand some hiccups. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we got that going, and we love using that. But then we also wanted to not only have the the students consume and use, and which is an amazing um, immersive way to learn, but we also wanted them to have a taste of like creating these like VR mm. worlds. Mm. So cool. we heard about co-spaces and um, introduced that again to, to this this teacher who's like a trailblazer. Um, he's so open to like these ideas. So he like, you know, introduced it. We showed a, a little group of his students 
and it's kind of gone through there, like from hmm. there, and they're able to just figure out how to like make VR worlds and view yeah. them in their goggles. And although it's you know not as um, uh, it, it's kind of like a Minecrafty kind of world, but they mm-hmm. still get the understanding that you can also create what you want to learn and view. So that's right. another dimension that right. we love. Right, and and giving it context to I, I was just talking about co-spaces the other day how it gives so much context to like a novel or like a scene in a novel. You could recreate that with the little speak bubbles and everything. Um, that is that is awesome. Can you give one example of how you've seen co-spaces used uh, that has been real powerful? I'll let Andrea say the, the, maybe the most recent one, which was pretty awesome. You want me to do Sarah's? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Sarah Gillen is a sixth grade social studies teacher and they do... Um, 19th century history and they were studying the civil war and so in the past the kids have pretty much you know studied it and did like a dvd cover or something and this year she had them you know study this uh battle in the civil war and they all had different battles and now they're recreating them using co-spaces and they can add the narration and become like docents um and they're adding in primary documents, so primary sources from like Library of Congress. So she's bringing tying in those social studies standards. That's so it's cool. really cool to see. And they have to be, you know, not everything is easy drag and drop. So some of it they have to get creative and be more symbolic. So right. there's a lot of really great higher level thinking. And there are kids that are taking STEM class and exploring co-spaces for that. Hmm. So they're using that block lead feature and bringing in the animation. And so that's really, I mean, these are sixth graders. They're 12 years old doing amazing. this amazing work. Amazing. And, and um, we've even had with the new, like a uh, different component to co-spaces where you can do a little coding. Some of them are digging into that feature too, hmm. Um, hmm. which has been exciting. So Tom Samorian, the, the seventh grade social studies teacher, um, you know, showed his students that you could, do the coding thing and they who what I love about that is whoever wanted to like take that to the different level and try to animate their little objects in there they they figured out how to code so Mm, so cool kind of like I love how they could just customize and you know um personalize whatever they want to do with their learning. Hmm. How powerful. Now, can you share, you, you must have been one of the early adopters in terms of the Viewmasters, and um, that was about a year ago. Did I hear that correct? About yeah, we a got year the, well, we got the cardboard last year, mid-year, and then um, it's kind of funny that the reason we got the Viewmasters is we realized that middle school kids have greasy foreheads. <laughs> they put the cardboard up, and they take it off, and I'm like, Oh, that's kind of gross, and I like, can't clean that off. So I literally like, was cutting pieces of duct tape to put in that oh, little wow. T-zone area to like right. wipe it off. And just kind of perusing on Amazon, I was looking for another round. I was going to get a full class set in the fall, and all of a sudden okay. I just happened to find the Viewmaster VRs. And I'm like, hmm. they're only like 5 or 10 bucks more a piece, mm-hmm. and they can be cleaned off. And they're so rad. I mean, I remember the Viewmaster from the 80s when I was right. growing up. So right, right. Like, no, modern version. It's so amazing. Yeah. amazing. So, so we've been pleased. I have um, a cart of 30 that can be checked out. Okay. And then we have some teachers that have won some innovative grants, so they have them as well. So we typically can have two full classes running at once, which is awesome. That's really cool. That's really cool. Um, so if there were other teachers that are interested in going that route, what would be some words of wisdom that you could give them to get started? I mean, you guys, you approach the PTO um, 
any other areas that you would you would recommend looking into um, other teachers interested in getting started with something like a Google Cardboard or uh, ViewMaster in the classroom? Um, my, we do have, just from, from learning as we go, I feel like one of the things, obviously, and that is um, one of the obstacles is the devices. Mm-hmm. Because um, we are pretty lucky that we're in a place that we can have the kids, you know, use their own device mm-hmm. in their pocket. But even with that, we're running into, like, let's say we're in a classroom, there's, let's say, I don't know, X amount of students that don't have the right device. Their device won't do the expeditions or whatever. Um, you know, they're getting text messages or mm-hmm. I let them use my phone and I just got a text message. Mm-hmm. So there's all these little like little layers that go along with the BYOD. So we're looking into maybe getting a class, uh, uh, a set of like 30 iPod touches that would travel along when a teacher wants to do like a VR lesson. Mm -hmm. Um, And then another thing is you don't necessarily need every single, like let's say you have 28 kids to have their own set of goggles and device. It's amazing if you do, but you know what, if you don't, okay, make them in groups of, you know, smaller groups, have Mm -hmm. maybe like a couple per six kids and have them pass around and you can get creative that way. So Mm -hmm. I guess my advice would be um, figure out the device thing. If you could do a class set, go with maybe like an iPod Touch or um, reach out to your community and see if you can get some donated devices and wipe them and use them just as like a dummy Wi-Fi device. Mm -hmm. Or go with like a smaller batch and, and share at, you know, smaller groups. Very cool. Very cool. And now, uh, one other thing that I saw on Twitter was you guys have actually started to use HTC Vive. And I don't know how you got your hands on something like that, but that seemed, I'm, I'm quite jealous. And I'd be interested to know, I mean, what has the difference been between something like Google Cardboard to something that's a real high-end VR device like HTC Vive? And is that a a worthy investment because there's definitely a cost difference there. If schools are have maybe a big some big grant monies, um, where should they look to invest, and how have you seen that benefit in the classroom with students? So Maria and I, when we um, recently presented about VR, we realized that there's kind of these layers of VR. Um, initially, there's the consumption phase, so you start with something like the still images of Google Expeditions. Right. Then you kick it up to consumption, but you're doing like video, so you have the audio component mm-hmm. and you're live action. That's cool. Then you're going to creation, like co-spaces where the kids are making it. And HTC Vive is where it's 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 consumption, it's creation, and it's interaction. I think the interaction piece is the part that's just so amazing. Um, we were lucky to go experience it at a Microsoft store before we bought it, and. Mm-hmm. I think it took me like two weeks to come down from my 10 minutes in that like hook. Oh, wow. Because you're in tilt brush uh-huh. and you're painting and you're like in it. And it's hard to really explain it. I mean, you can look at something on YouTube and watch that, but you can interact with it in a way that is so different than anything I've ever experienced. Um, hmm. So it is amazing. We were very fortunate to get two sets in our, in our school. So one is housed in my library hmm. and it's, currently being used for STEM students. And then the other is our CMA lab, which is, um, 
I have to remember how is it the create create in the yard and the art, yeah. Okay. So the kids are we're still kind of exploring. I can't say that we're full fledged using it yet. Right now we have um, the tools we see as being really educational are tilt brush and kids have okay. been, you know, creating things. We had eighth graders create um, images for their history class where small groups were coming in and the kids were kind of working collaboratively um, to recreate like a scene from Hiroshima or mm. Rosie the Riveter. And they were having to take screenshots and do screencasting, kind of explain why they did it the way that they did. Mm. Then we have um, Google Earth, which obviously is kind of like the Google Earth we all know and love, but kind of like, I mean, it's just on speed. I mean, it's just amazing huh. how much Incredible. more you can get in there. And then um, last weekend, I actually brought my son, who's a sixth grader, and his friend in to try fantastic contraptions where you have a ball and you have to get it to a goal. And I thought at first he wouldn't like it, but it was amazing. They spent a full hour, hmm. like one hooked up and the other one sitting there and talking together to make this happen. So even though hmm. one was in and doing the work, they were collaborating. Community. I mean, it was perfect example of four C's in action wow. and they could have gone and blown up zombies like that option is <laughs> on our vibe those <laughs> right. fantastic contraptions like they were really engaged it was amazing to uh, watch them uh, i need to notate yeah. that and post it because i think it would be great for educators to see uh, very cool. Well, I did see a little clip that you posted Twitter, I think, of your son doing that one. And it looked like he was definitely engaged. So yeah. very exciting. Um, so with, with the HTC Vive, um, have you the, the difference between that and Google Cardboard? So if there's that decision, and what would you say is more, a, more of a benefit to students? Absolutely, you know, HTC Vive is, brings it to the next level, but where would you say money is well spent, I guess? Um, gosh. Um, with the HTC Vive, um, we, you know, along with, like, the tech coordinator, Adam, you know, Levenstein, um, and our principal, when we decided, you know, as a, a group, like, to even go this route, they wanted to make this like part of a, a student creation as well. So with mm. the HTC Vive, um, it runs connected to a supercomputer, mm. which is a big chunk of the cost for right. this thing. Right. So in order to like have the students more involved, they had the students help build that computer and okay. kind of help document this whole like learning process, mm. um, which made it, you know, I think like a, a, a cooler integration for that kind of technology. Mm-hmm. If the that's a rough question about like <laughs> whether you would go with like that high high level right. um, cost or Google Cardboard. Um, in my opinion, I feel like you can get a lot out of the Google Cardboard technology with like some type of device, whether it's like a dummy phone device that you've had donated or you get the iPod touches, you can do a lot with those because like Andrea, you know, had said, you can do the creation thing with the co-spaces, but you can also use like the free apps that are out there, like Google Street View. Mm. And 
you know, make a tour of schools or whatever using that kind of creation and share it <laughs> with the world. So you can, I guess I'm trying to get my thoughts on this, but if I had to choose, I think I would probably go with the goggles and the devices because I feel like there's a lot of learning levels that you could do with that. Mm, okay. um, the, the HTC Vive, um, for a school, I feel like you could get a lot out of it, but maybe you would get more out with the, with the goggles and the devices. Hmm. Can I yeah. add one thing to that too? Yeah. I agree with Maria. I think you're going to reach more children that way. If you have just a set chunk of change, you're going to get more kids. Because HTC Vive is one kid at a time. You might have some kids collaborating, but right. you're going to have more bang for your buck because you're going to have more kids involved. Right. And I think the thing that Maria and yeah. I have loved most about that tool is, um, or you know, Google Cardboard, is the fact that it allows kids to really get this sense of empathy and like understand the world around them. Mm. I think more than ever, we need to be more in tune with what's happening around us and be able to walk in someone's shoes and really understand and just be kind and feel like it's a really great vehicle for that. Right, right, yeah, that's great. Um, and Andrea, you had mentioned um, about how it's hard to explain the experience when you put on goggles. And um, for, I was just having a conversation on Voxer with um, with a teacher who was trying to get funding for a set of Google Cardboards for his, uh, his class, and they didn't see any academic value. They just couldn't see it. And um, trying to describe something like this to, um, whether it's an administration or a group of teachers, to show the value, um, how, can, how would you put that into words, or how would you share that with with a group if if you wanted to share the value of vr how can how would you say that i suppose yeah yeah you want to try you want to take this and i could piggyback or i could i could start well yeah i'm just thinking about i think i think the best way to see how great it is is to just be in there and see it Mm -hmm. um when you see the kids i mean i've seen kids that have done it five or six times now and they have yet to be let down like every time it's like they get hooked in and they're like whoa and they're like reaching out like they think they can touch it and it just brings learning to life like when we did a an activity in French we found a video of the Paris catacombs and they were down in the catacombs with the bones and it like helped them I mean it's so much more amazing than um just seeing flat images that only allow you to see within a certain screen. You're getting this entire view. And I feel like there's so many children that don't have the ability to go and travel the world. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like it's, let's bring the world to them. And I feel Mm -hmm. like as this takes off, it's going to be more than just places and culture. It's going to be history where maybe you get to, you know, see a reenactment of Rosa Parks, not giving up her seat and being part of that. And I just, I think it just really brings it to life and, it makes it more interactive. Kids are standing, they're moving, they're mm. more likely to remember it, and that's mm. when the learning happens. So, yeah. I, everything Andrea said, I, I 100%, you know, agree with that. Um, the whole, the, the whole thing that I feel like we've said this before, like that has like drawn us to this, is the ability to empathize and put yourself in another location, another person's shoes. Mm. That's what I think drew us with this in the first place. Mm. Um, 
you know, just, I, I had an experience when I, I, I went to, I, I had tried the Oculus over the summer hmm. and I was in this scene where I literally thought it was like going by, I, I think I was in Malaysia and I was, I was by this group of people in this boat and they were waving at me and I thought I was there like waving back to them and this is the kind of stuff where if you put a child in that kind of situation they can feel differently than they could otherwise by just looking at a a picture on a computer or a picture in a book um Mm -hmm. and I just I, I try to like connect with like the reasons that we had made that sketch note um, empathy is, I feel like one of our top, top things about, you know, bringing VR in a classroom. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that, that Absolutely. would be my number one sell. Um, and yeah. also just like allowing students to not only consume, but create. Yeah. This yeah. is like their world. Like this is the kid's world. Like if, if somebody's like, well, why, why are you going to use this? We have to let them connect with things that are their world. And when they feel these things, and like Andrea said, like I've never seen a kid really disappointed ever with this thing. Isn't that like what it's all about? Like for just them to be happy in school and be like, wow, (laughs) and remember things and connect with things because of these experiences. So. I remember that from my childhood, you know, if there's an interesting event or something that stands out or an experience, that's what I really remember. You know, those are the vivid memories. And that's what uh, if I have, you know, uh, conversations about whatever I was learning back in fifth or fourth grade, those moments really stand out and I can speak to those in a powerful way. Uh, Well, before we we wrap up here, are there any final thoughts that you have for the educational community uh, about VR in the classroom? No, I'm trying to think. Um, I I think my advice, I think, would be just to, if you're curious about it, start small, um, get, don't be, don't, don't think it's like a bigger thing than it is, just it's all doable and there's so many different levels of VR that just try it out. And I, I just, I don't think you can go wrong with it. Hmm. It just will go from there. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I The Snaga said, that's how we started. We had one cardboard. I think Maria, you won a cardboard at like a conference we went to. We went to a conference and And won this like piece of cardboard thing. And I was like, what do I do with this? I remember you gave it to me and you're like, look, and we were on a roller coaster and my belly was dropping and I was like, ah, so that's all it took. Like I was sold. So I think just, yeah, starting small. And I think Twitter has been an amazing place that AR, VR, and EDU hashtag has been phenomenal. There's a lot of great people there. I know. Yay. Thank you. Wednesday night. Yeah. Right. Um, A lot of good information and people are out there willing to share and don't be scared and just get in and do it. And I don't think you can be any person in education and find a way to make it happen and connect it to what you're doing. Mm. So I think mm. all kids would enjoy this. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Andrea, Maria. Appreciate your insights and your thoughts and just jumping into it head first because really that's what it takes uh, for any new, new technology is for people to be passionate about learning and sharing and growing. So thank you so much for being willing to share a little bit with me and with the teaching community. And uh, I look forward to passing on our conversation to so many people I know who will be interested. So thank you.
Thank you, Corey. All right. Thank you, guys.